Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Member by Abraham Goldar and today we're Zechus Nadarim Daf Gimel the fourth parak Ein Bein Hamudar. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Gemara asks why a mudar from food would it be prohibited to borrow kalim used to produce food since he only made a netter from the food itself. After the Gemara's first attempt is rejected, Rava answers, It's speaking about one who says, The benefit of your food is forbidden to me. Since he added the benefit, he means to include all items involved in producing an edible food. Rapapa adds, Even a sack to bring fruit in, or a donkey to bring fruit, or even a basket would be included in this netter as a method of obtaining food, although they do not prepare the food itself. Rapapa asks if he may receive a benefit that does not bring the food to him, but rather it brings him closer to the food, for example, borrowing a horse to ride towards the location of the food, since the food benefit is indirect. The more attempts to bring a proof from our Mishnah, but deflects it. Point number two, the Mishnah states about a mudr hana, shokol is shikol, he can pay for his half shekel, upore is chobo, and he can pay off his debt, umaxirulo is so, and he can return his lost item. The Gemara observes, ama avruchi ariba amahu vishari, we see that it's merely chasing away a line and thus permitted, meaning the first two cases, paying for his half shekel and paying off his debt, are not considered a benefit received. They are merely protection from a potential loss. Rav Hoshai says that the mission is the opinion of Hanan who holds that one who provides sustenance for a woman whose husband is away cannot collect compensation for the husband upon his return. His reason is that he does not consider the husband to have received direct benefit from the support, or rather he deems it as a loss prevented. Rav explains that the mission is speaking of a loan that the borrower was not required to pay. Therefore, Altenheim would agree that paying for it is not considered benefiting him. The Gemara explains the dispute between these two Amorayim. And point me through, the Gemara records the Malchokas between Rabbi Ami and Rabbi As regarding in which cases one may return a lost item to a Mudahana. All agree that the owner of the lost item is prohibited from receiving benefit from the returner, that the item may be returned, because when he returns it to him, he's merely returning to him that which is his and is not giving him any tangible benefit. The argument is in a case where the returner is prohibited from receiving benefit from the owner. One says he may not return the item in this case because while he's involved in returning the item, he's punted from other mitzvahs, including tzedakah, which potentially will save him money. The other opinion says that this potential benefit does not prohibit it from returning the item because it's uncommon for a beggar to come at the very moment he's tending to the lost item. So once again, the three points are the Gemara asks why a mudah from food would be prohibited to borrow kalim to use to produce food since he only made a netter from the food itself. After the Gemara's first attempt is rejected, Rabbi answers, It's speaking about one who says, The benefit of your food is forbidden to me. Since he added the benefit, he means to include all items involved in producing an edible food. Rapapa adds, Even a sack to bring fruit in, or a donkey to bring fruit, or even a basket would be included in this netter as a method of obtaining food, although they do not prepare the food itself. Rapapa asks if he may receive a benefit that does not bring the food to him, but rather it brings him closer to the food, for example, borrowing a horse to ride towards the location of the food, since the food benefit is indirect. The more attempts to bring a proof from our Mishnah, but deflects it. Point number two, the Mishnah states about a mudr hana, shokol is shikol, he can pay for his half shekel, upore is chobo, and he can pay off his debt, umaxirulo is avedo so, and he can return his lost item. The Gemara observes, We see that it's merely chasing away a line and thus permitted, meaning the first two cases, paying for his half shekel and paying off his debt, are not considered a benefit received. They are merely protection from a potential loss. Rav Hoshai says that the mission is the opinion of Hanan who holds, that one who provides sustenance for a woman whose husband is away cannot collect compensation for the husband upon his return. 
His reason is that he does not consider the husband to have received direct benefit from the support, or rather he deems it as a loss prevented. Rav explains in the mission, speaking of a loan, that the borrower was not required to pay. Therefore, Altanan would agree that paying for it is not considered benefiting him. The Gemara explains the dispute between these two Amorayim. And pointing with you, the Gemara records the Malchokas between Rabbi Ami and Rabbi As regarding in which cases one may return a lost item to Amudahana. All agree that the owner of the lost item is prohibited from receiving benefit from the returner, that the item may be returned, because when he returns it to him, he's merely returning to him that which is his and is not giving him any tangible benefit. The argument is in a case where the returner is prohibited from receiving benefit from the owner. One says he may not return the item in this case because while he's involved in returning the item, he's punted from other mitzvahs, including tzedakah, which potentially will save him money. The other opinion says that this potential benefit does not prohibit it from returning the item because it's uncommon for a beggar to come at the very moment he's tending to the lost item. All right, so now we got our simmer Lamed Gimel, and our standard simmon is a peg-leg pirate. A peg-leg pirate. So here goes. The peg-leg pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was muda from food, was surprised when the captive's friend jumped on the ship to pay off his debt and returned the pirate's lost parrot, even though the pirate had forbidden this friend to benefit from him. Once again, it's emotion. The peg-leg pirate, peg-leg pirate, that must be run off. Lama Gimel. The peg-leg pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was mooder from food, which reminds us, the Gemara asks why a mooder from food would be prohibited to borrow kale and used to produce food, since he made a netter from the food itself. After the Gemara's first attempt was rejected, Rabbi answers that speaking about one who says, the benefit of your food is forbidden to me. Since he added the benefit, he means to include all items, including producing an edible food. Papa asks, even a sack to bring food in would be included in this netter as a method of obtaining food, although it doesn't prepare the food itself. So the peg-leg pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was muda from food, was surprised when the captive's friend jumped on the ship to pay off his debt, which reminds us the mission states about the muda hana, shoko is shiko, he can pay for his half shekel, pore is chobo, he can pay off his debt, umaxilo is avedo, so and he can return his lost item. The Gemara observes we see that it's merely chasing away a line and thus prevent meaning the first two cases, paying for his half shekel and paying off his debt, are not considered a benefit received, they are merely protection from a potential loss. So, the peg-leg pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was murdered from food, was surprised when the captive's friend jumped on the ship to pay off his debt, and returned the pirate's lost parrot, even though the pirate had forbidden this friend to benefit from him. Which reminds us, the Gemara records Machlokas between Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Az regarding which cases one may return a lost item to a murder or not. The argument is in a case where the returner is prohibited from receiving benefit from the owner. One says he may not return the item in this case because while he's involved in returning the item, he's putted from other mitzvahs, including tzedakah, which potentially will save him money. The other opinion says that this potential benefit doesn't prohibit him from returning the item because it's uncommon for a beggar to come at the very moment he's tending to the lost item. So once again, the peg-leg pirate who prevented his men from giving a sack to carry fruit to his captive, who was mooder from food, was surprised when the captive's friend jumped on the ship to pay off his debt and return the pirate's lost parrot, even though the pirate had forbidden this friend to benefit from him. All right, so now it's time for Vor Babach Hazara. Daf Chavtes. So the similar Daf Chavtes is a cot. So here goes. The color crying on the cot. Cot? That must be more Daf Chavtes. 
The Kala crying on the cot because their indecisive chassan said, Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife, which reminds us, Ulad said that when one declares Kedush on saplings, until they are cut, the Kedusha comes off automatically at that time. Rav Hamuna asked him, Where did their Kedusha go? With what mechanism did they lose their Kedusha? And what if one said to his wife, Today you are my wife, and tomorrow you are not my wife? Should the marriage be dissolved on its own without a get? Surely not. So how then can Ula say that the Kedusha goes off automatically? Rabbi responded to Rav Hamnuna that he cannot compare marriage, which is Kedusha's agu, physical sanctity, meaning her physical being is married to him, and Kedusha's dummy monetary sanctity, such as the netter of our Mishnah, in which the sapling's value is Kadosh. So the Kala crying on the cot because her indecisive chassan said, Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife. Listen in disbelief as he tried to make his ox a shlami for 30 days and after an ola, which reminds us, Abai responded that it can be proven that even Kedusha's aguf can end on its own from a Bryce which states that if one said this ox should be an ola for 30 days and after 30 days there should be a shlamim, then after the 30 days of being an ola, it does become a shlamim. From the fact that the Kedusha's aguf of an ola ends after 30 days, for otherwise it could not become a shlamim, it's evident that even Kedusha's aguf can end at a predetermined time. So, the Kala crying on the cot because her indecisive chassan said, Today you are my wife, but tomorrow you are not my wife. Listen in disbelief as he tried to make his ox a shlami for 30 days and after an ola, and then scream when he realized he said it should be a shlami after 30 days and... Amir Sol Gavoa, Kamisira Sol, Hedio, which reminds us, Abraisa came to teach that if one said that an animal should become an ola in 30 days, the Kedusha of an ola can take effect after 30 days, even if he attempted to retract his ola consecration prior to the 30th day. Although there's an opinion that in a parallel case of marriage where one gives a woman Kedusha money and says, become married to me after 30 days, she can retract during the 30 days. Here it's different because Amir Sol Gavoa, Kamisira Sol, Hedio, because a declaration to Hektish is like a transfer to an ordinary person. The run elaborates that a verbal declaration for Hektish is even more potent than an ordinary acquisition, but we treat this declaration like a transfer made with the stipulation that after 30 days it will take effect from now, in which case neither side can retract in the interim. Daf Lamed, so the Simmer Daf Lamed is a Malamed. So here goes. The Malamed, Malamed, that must be more in Daf Lamed. The Malamed who was disturbed by the Talmud who handed a lady passing by to Prutus and said to her, which reminds us, Barpada's ruling about one who declared his saplings Kaddush until they are cut, that each time he redeems them, they revert to a state of Kedusha, is brought to resolve a question where one gave two prutas to a woman for Kedusha and said, with one of you shall be married to me today, and with the other you shall be married to me after I divorce you, if the second marriage is effective. So the Malamud who was disturbed by a Talmud who handed a lady passing by two prutas and said to her, was so outraged when he turned to his white-haired and balding rabbi and declared, I am forbidden to benefit from the black-headed, which reminds us, the second mission on Amabay states, Rosh, one who vows from the black-headed, meaning those with dark hair, He's forbidden to benefit even from bald people and the elderly who have white hair, and he is permitted to benefit from women and children because only men are referred to as black-headed. So the Muhammad who was disturbed by a Talmud who handed a lady passing by to Prutus and said to her, was so outraged when he turned to his white-haired and balding rabbi and declared, I am forbidden to benefit from the black-headed, that he told the boy's mom that none of her children can ever join his class, including both the Yelodim and the Noladim. Which reminds us, the next mission brings some al regarding who is forbidden when one vows from Yelodim and Noladim. Daf Lamedov. So the Simmer Daf Lamedov is based on an association to the law, and we use a judge. So here goes. The judge. Judge? That must mean we're in Daf Lamedov. The law. 
The judge who accidentally broke the craftsman's gavel while inspecting it and was about to pay, which reminds us, Shmuel said, one who takes a utensil from the craftsman to examine it for potential purchase, and there was a mishap in his hand, he's responsible to pay. The one explains the item had a fixed price, and the potential buyer knew that if he wanted to purchase the item, he could. The only one to benefit from the purchase is the buyer. As Gemara explains, it was high-demand merchandise that was being sold at a moderate price, and he therefore has the status equivalent to a shawel, a borrower, who's responsible for all accidents, because kohana, shalo, all benefit is his. So the judge who accidentally broke the craftsman's gavel while inspecting it and was about to pay was approached by the moil from 1-800-Gadolamila, which reminds us the mission brings a number of Tanam who give different reasons as to why Gadolamila Mila is great, such as 13 breezes are made on it and it's Tocha Shabbos. So the judge who accidentally broke the craftsman's gavel while inspecting it and was about to pay was approached by the moil from 1-800-Gadolamila, who begged him to come quickly and be the Sunday for a bris taking place next door at a hotel, which reminds us the reason for Moshe Rabbeinu's punishment upon his return from Mitzrayim was because he involved himself with lodging first instead of immediately circumcising his son. So the Simran Dathlam is a scientist in a lab. So here goes. The scientist in a lab. Scientist in a lab? That must be more in Daf. Lamed Beis. The scientist in a lab named Avraham, who was experimenting with time travel so he could go back to the past and fix the causes for slavery, which reminds us different reasons are given as to why Avraham Avinu was punished and his descendants enslaved in Egypt for 210 years. So the scientist in a lab named Avraham, who was experimenting with time travel so he could go back to the past and fix the causes for slavery, punched into his computer the code 172 and 248, which reminds us, we learn from the gematria of Achav 172 that Avram Avinu recognized his creator at age three, and from the difference in gematrias between Avram and Abraham, that a Baruch gave Avram Avinu sovereignty over five additional limbs when he had bris mila. So the scientist in a lab named Avraham, who was experimenting with time travel, so he could go back to the past and fix the causes for slavery, punched into his computer the code 172 and 248, and found himself instead back in his childhood, trespassing a neighbor's property while carrying his toy science kit. Which reminds us, the fourth parak begins, There's no difference between one forbidden by Neda from benefiting from his friend, and one forbidden by Neda from his food, except walking through the other's property and utensils not used to produce food. Alright, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do we discuss what we learn from the Gematria 172 and 248 regarding Avram Avinu? That's on Duff. Lamed Bays. Good number two. Which stuff do we discuss the case where a man gave a woman two prutas and said, with one you should be married to me today, and with the other you should be married to me after I divorce you? That's on Duff. Lamed. Good number three. Which stuff do we discuss why a mudra not from food is prohibited to borrow kalim used to produce food? That's on Duff. Lamed Gimel. Good number four. Which stuff do we learn the one who takes a utensil from the craftsman to examine it for potential purchase and there was a mishap in his hand, he is hived to pay. That's on Duff. Lamed Alf. Good number five. Which stuff the mission state about Amudah Hanah, the one can pay for his as a shackle, pay off his debts, and return his lost objects. That's on Duff. Lamed Gimel. Good number six. Which stuff do we have in Machos regarding who is forbidden when one makes a nether from Yuludim and Noladim? That's on Dav. Lamed. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn why Avram Avinu was punished and his descendants enslaved him at Mitzrayim? That's on Dav. Lamed Beis. Good number eight. 
Which that the Rebbe Ami and Rebbe Asik have a Malkok is when one can return a lost object, when the returner is forbidden to receive benefit from the owner. That's on Daf. Muhammad Gimel. Good number nine. Which that the, when the difference between a mudra and not from his friend, and the mudra and Ma'achal is trespassing and Caleb not used for food. That's on Daf. Muhammad Bey is good at number 10. Which stuff do we learn that Gedola meal for a number of reasons, such as 13 brisos were made on it and it's Docha Shabbos Chamura? That's on Dav. Muhammad Excellent. That concludes today's shear. This is Rabbi Vramgold of Mazikh wishing you a great day and great learning.